Welcome to Simply Stogies. I am one of your hosts, James, joining me uh, as he does every week. It's Nick Sirius. Nick Sirius, how are you, sir? My friend, how are you this week? Hello, James. All is well here in New Jersey and in the cigar world. And, and in the cigar world. Well, I, yeah. not to start I, off on a, ooh, on, a yeah. on a down note, uh, but uh, we do want to mention this, and we kind of want to. We if you if you're not watching this on YouTube or Rumble, you have no idea because you're listening to it. Uh, on whatever podcatcher you use, but Steve Zengel, uh, founder of Los Kaidos, passed away uh, this week. Uh, young guy, young guy. Well, how? 52? 52. 52. Uh, and you were friends with him, Nick. Yeah, and- I saw him last week, and he, he, uh, big guy, you know, he used to play sports, uh, looked like he was in perfect shape, health, and he is just one of the nicest guys in general. Uh, a great guy, very friendly. He's a member of the Metropolitan Cigar Club, where, as you know, I do the podcast from because I can smoke here. And this is my home away from home. And he was a regular, not only a member, but a regular visitor and just an all around great guy. It's very sad, very sad news. Absolutely. Uh, uh, absolutely. Uh, tragic news. And uh, our condolences and sympathies go out to his friends and family. Uh, it's always a hard loss. And I, I remember talking to you the other day about it, Nick, and you said, you know, tomorrow's never guaranteed. So spend time with your loved ones, guys, uh, hug them, cherish them. Uh, and then when you're done doing that, go smoke a really nice cigar. Like stop smoking shit sticks. Uh, <laughs> I try to bring it up from being down because right. it's such a tragic thing. All right. Speaking of shit sticks, who we have on the oh, show today? Oh, damn. <laughs> Nick is starting already. I'm not oh. going to say that at all. What I'm going to say is uh, we, we have, uh, we have oh. uh, Dr. Rodriguez, Dr. Oscar Rodriguez from GTO Cigars with us today. Dr. Rodriguez. And I'm just going to say Dr. Rodriguez the whole time because we actually have a medical doctor on the show. How are you? Thank you so much for uh, spending your time with us tonight. Oh, the honor is mine, man. What a, I've been dying to get on this show. I've been on a long waiting list. And uh, I love Oscar. hanging out with people, especially from people from New Jersey. Uh, listen, Oscar, I don't want to throw shade at you, especially in the beginning. I have the utmost respect for you. Uh, you and I have known each other now since, I guess, the first time you were on, or actually the first time I was on, because I think you predated me even on the Smooth Draws radio show. You were a guest with with uh, Gary, and I met you through the show, and you are just a hell of a, hell of a great guy, and you have great sticks, and you are a local legend in, I mean, in the Atlanta area. James, I'm telling you, there's not a shop you can go in where he's not in Alabama. That's his stomping grounds. And he we we refer to him as the hardest working man in the industry because Oscar, I don't know how you do it. He is a real doctor, not just playing one on TV. Um, He'll tell us about his journey. But I got to tell you, how does a doctor who works in two different states in the emergency room of two different states, Alabama and Georgia, and the amount of events he does, and he's out hawking his wares and selling his uh, his cigars, and and he does that as a tribute to his family who's been growing tobacco and and uh, making cigars for over six decades. Um, Oscar, welcome to the show. I'm so happy to have you on, 
and we don't hang out enough, man. I mean, we get we talk a lot on the phone, but we got to hang. Sure, for sure. Uh, I definitely miss our conversations uh, when we used to hang out over at Doc's house, and uh, we did some great stuff together, for sure. So tell me, Dr. Rodriguez, uh, uh, how did you get in? Let me ask you this. What came first, the medical degree or cigars? Let's start there. Well, I was actually a twinkle in my dad's eye on the farm. So I was born in the Dominican Republic, in the, we call the North El Cibao. Uh, El Cibao is a, the country, you know, the, so more so of the countryside. Uh, the capital is on the south side. Uh, the, the people from the capital are like the people from Miami. Uh, the people that live on the north side, we're like the Tennessee people. We're the hillbillies. Um, we live in the mountains and shit, you know, so uh, we have a different way of living. But, you know, we have this thing that we, we love people. Uh, everybody is important. It doesn't matter what walk of life uh, you are. Uh, we, we, I accept my family, all of us in the north. We just love visiting each other. You know, it's very common. I When I'm back home, I could be on an old, dusty road, and if there's a hut, I'll knock on the door and be greeted by the family that's there, and they'll instantly serve me uh, some coffee and, uh, you know, and, and just open up a conversation, you know, uh, who you know who you're the son of. Everybody has a last name. So it's very important that in, in our country, more so the North, that you have one important thing, and that's if you shake on it, or your word is it's all you have. It doesn't matter, you know, your integrity is based on what, you know, to, you got to actually do what you say uh, because your whole family will be, you know, <laughs> non-credible for the rest of your life, actually. You know, we don't have that problem uh, on the north side. Um, uh, so I was born on the farm, uh, grew up there. Um, I learned how to... My my, my daily tasks were uh, milking the goats and milking the cows. We had to get up nice and early, and uh, we made uh, we were we're self sustained. We have chickens, we have cattle, uh, we grow our own uh, vegetable vegetables or mangoes, uh, palm trees for the hogs. We have hogs. We have so you know. And there's a hundred and ninety two Rodriguez's that actually live on this uh, farm. Uh, we are, my grandfather was a a person that uh, procreated. He liked he liked having kids. Uh, he had sixty two <laughs> kids, sixty two. Never married any woman, but he had a bunch of kids. Uh, he says he attributes that to the size of his farm. Uh, we have four hundred hectareans. Uh, it's pretty big. Wow. Uh, definitely, you can't walk it. Uh, you know, when people say we're gonna go to the other side, I'm like, I go seriously. I'm donkey. It's like three moons and shit. Are you serious? You know, fuck, I'm not even going to try. I, I, <laughs> I actually, I hated the heat. I hate the bugs. Um, so I, I, I learned everything that I did, but I was always seeking, I was always helping the people and the animals. Like if an animal got hurt, I was looking for uh, natural remedies. I knew that this leaf, that bark, uh, this, this little bit of honey, I, I would make paste and I would cure. So I should have been a vet. And some people say that I treat them like animals, but that's okay. You know, but wait, uh, wait, Oscar, <laughs> wait, I have to, I have to take a step back. I didn't know this and tell me that that is actually a true number. Your dad had 62 kids. Seriously. Yes. Or are you just joke? 62 no, no, kids, no. 62. He had 10 old ladies, um, but they all lived on the, and on the reservation, the area. 
Um, they all, they all had homes. So you're Every the, uh, the Dominican Mormons, you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Hey, that's how we did it. That, you know, that, that was the way of life. The man that had the money, you know, had the old ladies and, uh, wow. the, the, he had the honey. You know, because he okay. had the money. But but that, that's okay. <laughs> well, well, you know? I, I, look, you said you said that he attributed it to the size of his farm. Was that innuendo, or was he like really like I just had a lot of land, and the ladies liked that? No, he had a lot of land. He okay. needed people to work, so we all worked the land. So we, 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 we don't have make hired. the kids. You yeah, don't need so to you hire anybody kids. if you got sixty-two kids. Damn, you yeah, got yeah. enough workers so right those, there. Those are, those are uncles and aunts, and you know. Then imagine the offspring of those. So a lot of Jeez. people. I didn't really get along because, like, my dad was uh, an agronomer, uh, so yeah, he passed away. Uh, so may, may he rest in peace, Dad. Um, but my exposure to the states was I used to get to see a little bit of it every every year. I, I grew up uh, going to New York and stayed for for a long piece of it. I actually stayed in New York in the Queens area. Um, actually graduated from high school there, so I learned English. Um, and I tell people I'm a, I'm a product of public school. Like, you know, like if you didn't, I get upset when people tell me, ah, the, the system sucks. I'm like, listen, bro, I had to learn English as a second language. Uh, and I thrived. I got my ass kicked by different types of people, you know. Uh, but that's all right. I learned how to take the long way home. I learned how to defend myself. Uh, but I did, uh, you know, I did have a knack. I learned English and I always wanted to, 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 uh, I like the the part of blending. So I got cousins that are experts in harvesting every single type of tobacco. They understand the weather. We go to like Jose. Jose will tell you if it's going to rain, if it's going to be a bad summer, just by the, the his toe, the feelings in his toes. He'll tell you, ah, it's going to rain for five days. You know, the the the, the third, my third toe is, is 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 moving. I'm like, hey, he had. We have all this weird stuff. My grandfather had the ability to cure the land. Uh, people would, hi- would call him like we have uh, an, an infestation, and my grandfather would go there and stand on the on the four corners of that farm, and he would do a chant, and the and the 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 infestation would go away and shit. So he he was known to have a some mystical power, just like that girl right there. <laughs> Nobody knows where where the, where where the power is, but you know. But the, the, oh no, I know where the power is. I was gonna say I know right where the power is at with her. Let me ask you this, because it, it sounds like everybody kind of had a job on the farm and they had their own specialty and yours was healing, right? Yeah. So that that came first, but you and your family were steeped in the tradition of tobacco as well. So it's kind of hand in hand. And in, in the Dominican, unlike here in the U.S., uh, there's not uh, the stigma that there is with smoking. And we all look. And we'll get to it, but, uh, you know, because well, I want your opinion on all of this uh, medically, you know, is this really the best habit for everybody? But we'll get to that. So you you come, you're from Nicaragua, you're from uh, the Dominican and you uh, you come to the U.S., you learn, you, you're brought up in the system, the uh, education system, right? You learn English and all this stuff. And it's interesting that you say all of that, right? Because... You uh, and I and Nick come from a different time where if we got pit bullied, we got picked on, we, we, we took care of it ourselves, whether that was, you know, taking the long way home, learning to defend ourselves, getting a friend who was bigger than the people who were picking up, whatever it was, we learned yeah. how to do that anymore. There's, there's not that, um, how did that 
like help you? Did that help move you into just that kind of self-sufficient thing that I, I'm going to be a doctor? Like I, I'm already good with the healing stuff and I know all of the homeopathic, you know, old, old country remedies, but now I want to learn the modern stuff. De- definitely. Like, you know, l- learning the, 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 I knew all the natural medicine that was available to me with the teas, the different leaves, you know, fermentation of these and putting concoctions together and remedies. Uh, but I, the science intrigued me more, you know, so in our family, you start to smoke uh, when you hit 12. So um, my grandfather, noted, he said, I was always asking him, you know, when can I can I, uh, smoke something? And he was like, when I, as soon as I hit 12, I grabbed a cigar from the table, you know, because we used to have in our our tables were long. We, you could, we would seat 50 people at one time for, for a meal. And uh, there was always cigars on top of it. And so we smoked before, during, and after. It was a common thing, you know. Uh, so I grabbed the cigar. My, my grandfather said, "No, that's not for you. You, you don't you don't smoke a, 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 a completed cigar." So he goes. So he would he would he would say, "Walk with me." So I would walk with him, and we would go through the farm, and he would uh, choose different tobacco plants, and he would say, "What plant is this?" And then I said, "I don't know." I I, I don't know who's what this is. He goes, "Well, study it." He goes, "This is criollo. You know, look at criollo. There's a difference between criollo." And, and this piloto over here. There's a difference between Corojo, there's San Vicente, there's Olor. All these things you have to learn because you one day will take over this. You were the, the one of the firstborn, and you seem to, and he used to tell me, you are the most intelligent, so I want you, you will be the one leading this pack. And I was like, well, but I would smoke different levels of the plant. He would just give me a leaf, roll it. We, we call that a perrito. When you take a leaf, it's like a cheroot. And then he would say, smoke that, digest the information. What? So, and he would always ask me, what is that tobacco? What is, what's the story that that leaf is telling you? You know, and I would be like, well, he goes, let me, let me, he goes, pay attention because nothing here is a waste of time. The sun doesn't waste its time rising to just to go down. Everything is work. So you have to respect every aspect of the rain, the dew, uh, the, the amount of sunlight, the, uh, the, the, the when we're curing what's going on you know and we had a simple way of understanding it wasn't scientific but uh i wanted to learn each part so i i learned my the, the craft of blending from him uh so i learned to put and i've watched his cigars which he even my grandfather is very notable uh making cigars he's been making cigars for a very long time a lot of his collection from the 38 through 45 were amazing, you know, and those are my favorite ones to smoke. So I, I used to say, one day I'm going to recreate this, and he was like, I, I hope you. I, 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 that is my de- ultimate desire, that you make it even better, you know. But the the important thing is that this tobacco is the same. We've been doing this for 148 years this year, uh, so it's the same seed. We germinate. We choose what plant goes forward. What you know, we we. We, we have a section. We, we choose what seeds from that plant, that variety, uh, we're going to, har- you know, put in and harvest. Uh, the, the, the classification of these leaves is very important. A lot of people miss all that because it's not really something you're exposed to as, a, as the end smoker. You know, more, more people have more problems either getting the money to buy this stuff or getting to the store because uh, they keep on going to uh, outlets and uh 
easier means of getting tobacco, which to me is a, it's a deprived thing. Because choosing your tobacco is part of the freaking experience. So if you order online, uh, I, you're, you're missing out on the, the best part. If you can't be in a shop uh, exploring, looking, listening, feeling, uh, the, you're missing out on a whole lot. If you're ordering because you're cheap or you're looking for value, I always tell people, if you're doing that, this is not a sport for you. And if you have a freaking fetish, you got to keep something in your mouth. Go buy a rubber something, you know, stick it in your mouth because you have a problem. That's a Freud problem. Because, because this is something to celebrate. You have to respect. And because I come from watching the people work, I don't take any cigar for granted. Any cigar that's given to me or that we produce, I smoke it. From beginning to end, I don't care if the wrapper cracked. I don't care if it's wavy. I don't care if the ash fell. That's nothing to do with nothing. It's just stupidity that people have created to make people's life more possible. Enjoy the work of those 300 people that put that fucking cigar together. Because respect and pay for it because you've got to make sure that these people stay alive so you can continue to get quality, great stuff. You know, that, so that, that's just my thing. Uh, I tell guys, do, you know, but smoke one. Fin- you know, understand it. You're if gonna, it's wavy, you, if it's You're going to put us reviewers out of business talking like that. No, no, you can comment <laughs> on it, comment on it. But you know what I'm saying? If you're a baseball player has a bat and a glove, and he's got his glove to put, you know, when he's holding the bat, he's got his ball glove. He's you got to have your tools. Buy your damn tools. Make sure you got quality uh, um, uh, lighting for, uh, utensils. You have a quality holder. You have a nice ashtray. Oh, you got to have all this stuff. Have it so that you look the part. We've become way too complacent. And I don't respect that. I don't care what people t- That I will never, as a traditionalist, I'm not going to subdue. You need to respect the art. Because if you don't respect the art, this, just like everything else, will become a fad. And if it becomes a fad, then we all lost. My grandfather lost, my great-grandfather lost, my dad lost, and the time I've wasted is a complete loss. So I, I always harp, and I lose customers because I, let me tell you, if I see somebody smoking an infused cigar, I want to take that cigar and shove it right down his mouth, you know, because I'm like, what the hell are you doing? He goes, you don't look like us. You're not playing baseball. You're playing wiffle ball. You're playing wiffle ball. He goes, you're going to show up with a wiffle ball to a baseball game? Because, listen, you're poisoning the air and you're poisoning your lungs. As a physician, I can't condone that practice of what you're doing. Smoking chop filler because you want to, and then you're paying a premium price for chop, which is something that falls on the floor. It's not caught. It's, it's dropped on the floor. We fucking walk on it. We walk on it. We blow our snot on it. <laughs> Yeah, we to get to our factory, you got to walk across a pasture. We step on fucking cow shit, pig shit, everybody shit, and we walk all over this tobacco. There's a company that sweeps that up because we won't pick it up. That's how offended we are by the what falls to the ground. We don't touch it. And other people come and sweep it up and they buy it by the pound. Then they make freaking cigars. They put perfume on it or potpourri, and then they got people looking at me with the same face with their legs crossed and some fake Ross shoes and telling me that uh. they're an aficionado. And I'm like, get the <laughs> flying fuck out of my face, bro. You're an idiot. You just become educated. If you're going to do this, then play for real. If you're not going to play for real, 
don't waste our time because this is what's causing so many problems for us. The FDA keeps on locking us in as if we're freaking dodo birds. The, the, the families that have wasted their time elaborating this amazing uh, tradition, the Fuentes, the Predomos, the Padrones, uh, the Iroas, you know, families. Um, th these guys don't play, you know, so don't insult our integrity with this garbage. You know, really think about what you're doing. And remember, if you want to get my endorsement, hey, my product is completely organic. I don't even put chemicals on my cigars. That's why I promote my cigars, because as a physician, I can't tell you that this is something that is great for your health. Who the hell said that? I've never said that. I say it's good to do it because what's the main reason why smoking a cigar is good for you? Can you Rel guys tell me? The relaxation calms the mind. Relaxation. It calms the mind. But what's the number one killer of, of everything in life? Stress. Stress. So if, if stress kills all, that's like the main killer. If you could take one hour every day of your crazy day and sit down and calm your ass down, smoke the cigar because you're respecting it, you're paying attention to it. So if it's getting wonky, you take out your lighter and you light the other side. You make you know because there's airflow that it's combusting from some kind of ventilation that's hitting you. It could be a bad roll, but hey. The bad roll. This is not a guy who went to college for four years to figure out how to put the leaf perfectly. The, one out of every 1,000 is going to be weird. But you know what? That, that cigar has a story to tell. Respect the story. Smoke it. Shut up. And if you didn't like it, don't do it again. Smoke another one. That's fine. There's, there's another 1,995 million other cigars to smoke. Just go ahead and try something else. Jesus Christ, you need a podcast. Like you really do. You like uh, you you need to have a platform weekly where you just basically repeat that speech to everybody and everybody just shuts the fuck up cuz that I, that's beautiful. Also, I really think one out of one physicians do not recommend Cuba Cuba should be a fucking thing on a t-shirt. For like, sure, for sure, for sure. Like one out of one physicians do not recommend acid, do not recommend upsetters, do not recommend swisher sweets. None of that that bullshit. Like if you want a real cigar, smoke a real cigar, but you, you, and I want to talk about GTO because you are obviously, you are passionate about the leaf. You are passionate about the process. Uh, and, and, and you're a physician as well. Hey, look at that. that let hey, it be like, uh, <laughs> so I want to talk about all of these things, but you, you've brought it up. So like, I just, I'm just going to ask, obviously, I don't think anybody, uh, would say that, that smoking cigars is the healthiest hobby to have right uh there's not there's worse things you can do let me tell you if you drive your car on the street and you parked and you went into a, a fast food i'm not going to name names because we're a litigious society so uh if you go to fast food you're eating preserved foods those are preserved with chemicals so you have even the people that run the fda when i see them go to a fast food chain for their lunch they're poisoning <laughs> themselves yeah. they're, they're inducing cancer that Listen, this is the last, this is the farthest thing from what a, a, a burger from some of these places can do to you. You know, the oils that they fry this stuff in, the, the handling, which is, you know what, that I choose to purchase my own, my own food and I'll take the 10 minutes or 20 minutes to make something on the grill real fast. I like, I like the, like the hibachi style from every, almost everything I eat. I'm a steak eater. I'm not a vegetarian. Uh, 
Uh, I eat I eat vegetables, but I like meat. I'm a beef guy. I'm a pork guy. You know, like I, that, these are the things that we grew up on, and you will last forever if the animal is taken care of. We don't use no no chemicals, no antibiotics on our chickens. Our chickens, the biggest they could ever get is four and a half pounds. I took my dad to a a chicken place here in the states, and a, and a chicken pass ran by us. And and I look at the guy, and my father goes, "What the fuck was that?" You know, and he goes, "It looked like a dog." And the guy goes, "Oh, that's a seven pound chicken." What's that? But that's not that's not real. He goes, "We grow." He goes, "We have we have." And my father tells him, "I got fifty chicken coops, five oh. We make forty five thousand chickens per coop every forty five days, and uh, none of our chickens are bigger than four and a half pounds, and they taste delicious because they only eat." vegetables you know the stuff that we grow the corn that we grow you know and it's not no no gmo it's it's all natural you know um so i know you're gonna hey no chemicals Mm -hmm. on fertilization (laughs) no chemicals for pesticides i don't like that um and i'll and i'll go one step further because people drive me nuts with this if you see a little hole on your cigar it means a beetle came out it doesn't mean that you wrecked anything, okay? This is scientific, okay? From a trauma surgeon to you. Because, listen, the beetles, they fornicate. Just like everybody else. They love to reproduce. I love to reproduce. Everybody your, your reproduces. Dad, your dad loved to reproduce. Your, yeah. yeah. <laughs> My, it's so, definitely it, it, in your genes. <laughs> yeah. there's, a, there's a beetle boy, a beetle girl. They get together. And they put the egg on the leaf. It's just the medium. Beetles do not eat tobacco. Can I say that? I'm going to say it in Spanish. Los malditos bichos no se comen el maldito tabaco. <laughs> they don't eat it. They burrow out. They want to, because they, they, they're, they're smelling the pheromone of the opposite sex. So when they hatch, but here's the problem. When they hatch, who's at fault? Not me. Not the manufacturer. Not Nick. It's it's where you kept it. You seem to not understand that the temperature is 70 and the humidity could be anywhere from 65 to, to 68, even 70. Anything above that causes this bug to hatch. So if it grows and it comes out, he comes out, he's like, I'm trying to smell vagina if it's a guy. <laughs> and so and that's what, that's as simple as that. And when he comes out, he's smelling for pheromones. If he finds her, he humps, and they die in 24 hours. If we, he didn't we, find anything, we need ahead. more doctors on. Like the, I what? think that we need more doctors on. I'm gonna say, I, look, so one of the things that I never thought would be said on this show is it comes out and it smelling for vagina. Like, that, like that's just a phrase I never thought I'd hear on this show. It's I, I like to keep it real because I'm. Uh, I can be very eloquent and super educated and bring out the big words, but you know what? I'm a regular dude, man. I don't care. I don't, my my pedigree is high, but you know what? I'm a normal guy. I love hanging out with regular people. If you if, if if you're one of these ritzy dudes and you're and you you, you I don't like those people because they're fake. I don't yep. like fake people. So the moment I find out that you're lying or that your that your integrity is weak, then that's when I, I stay away from you. But uh, for the most part. I, I believe in simple, but the beetle thing, we got to cut this out. There's too much garbage out there. There's misinformation. Um, if they were not sent in by Trump, no, he didn't do that. Um, 
It's just you, you do not have to clean out your whole thing and spray it down with Clorox. Whoever came up with that was, are the people that sell those products for you to, to waste your money. All you do is take that sucker out. The one that's bad, take it out. You know what? If it's on the cigar and it was low, you know what I do? I cut it above it and I smoke that motherfucker. And if he's in there, I light that sucker up. That's the protein. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. You know? And then you get like one calorie or two. From the protein, it's amazing. It's amazing. Just smoke them. Just smoke them if they're in there, man. What up? They, they already are in there. In, in, you know, in the in the egg variety, they they are a part of the. It's a natural thing. So if you see one, don't 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 get crazy. You don't have another thing because I, I I throw out a lot of like tidbits when I just as I remember. If you store your cigars in your humidor, because I I got a lot of them. In, you know, great guys that love buying stuff. These these dudes go out there and buy thousands of these cigars. And then they'll leave them in Tupperwares, whatever you want to keep them in, it's fine. I don't care. You can put them anywhere. If you if it sits on one side for, for more than two or three months, what happens to everything in this earth down here? Gravity. I've noticed that cigars that sit for more than six months in one position, all the oils... Yeah. kind of accumulate on the bottom, which is going to, and then in turn, affect the burn because oil burns slower. So the cigar kind of goes to the other side. So if you're keeping cigars for a little bit longer, rotate them every three months. I Every three months in my whole humidor, which I hold anywhere between one and two million cigars, we rotate them. We rotate. We just don't leave them in, on one side. Very important. So think of that. And then the other thing is you're not aging cigars because you put them away for five years. You didn't age shit. You didn't do nothing. The aging process is done in leaf, whole leaf. When the leaf is there and we're aging the leaf, that's aging. Once the cigar is, is bound, it's all married, all the flavors are together, this cigar, all it does is rest, rest. So remember that. You're resting the cigar. I hate when people tell me I'm aging. Because you didn't age shit. It's the same as wine. You didn't age the wine. The wine was aged in the bottle. It doesn't do nothing. You can keep it for 30 years, but it didn't change. It, 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 some people say it gets better. Ah, You know what? That's a mental thing. That day, you were happy. Your hormones were good. And you that day, everything was great. You didn't have an accident coming home. You're, 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 you're going to score some stuff tonight. That cigar is going to be great. It could be the worst cigar on earth. It could be, and you're going to be like, that was the best one I ever had. Because you associate it with the practice of the day. So with that, I Oscar, uh, Oscar, take a break. Take a break. Take <laughs> <me>. <laughs> I got to ask James a question. Yes. When I when I told you that I wanted Oscar on the show and you honestly, I don't think you had heard of the brand at that point, right? No, I, I think maybe I'd heard of it, but I wasn't connecting because it's not it's not prevalent here in the Midwest. So I mentioned that he was a doctor, but I said, he's not your typical doctor and he's not your typical <laughs> cigar manufacturer. He is definitely a unique individual. So for somebody that was expecting a doctor to be all prim and proper and be all whatever, Oscar, even though he is a doctor, he is not your typical doctor. I've and never met a medical doctor who's gone through eight years of school <laughs> that is like, Fucking smoke a cigar, slow down, relax. Uh, you he know, is a, sure. he's a unique, he's a unique <laughs> individual, and I loved him from the first day I met him, and I knew that you would, and I know that our audience and people that listen to this podcast 
If they haven't heard of Oscar, you want to meet Oscar if you have the privilege. If not, smoke one of his cigars. Let me ask you a question. This is the other thing. When I first, before I met Oscar, I was looking up, you know, GTO. I'm like, I wonder what GTO stands for. I'm trying to think something tobacco related. I'm trying to think of, you know, what is GTO? What could that possibly stand for? And when I asked him directly, I was in shock. because I still... I still laugh every time I think about it because, Oscar, tell us why your brand is called GTO. You, what did I tell you? What did you? What did you learn? What, what did you hear? That's so many stories. Okay, the story you told me uh, was, you know, you love cars and you love GTOs and you have GTOs in your garage and you have classic GTOs and you have, I don't know, a few of them. And mm-hmm. you named your cigar after your favorite, your other hobby passion, which is GTO cigars. Makes no sense to me, but you know what? It works. What happened was so. <laughs> it, so, so here's a little history from us. We've been make yeah. we make other premium products. You you got you have to understand so for for a family that grows that much tobacco and we roll that many cigars. We make stuff for other people. So when my grandfather uh, passed away. I had told my family, listen, we're going to cut out a little bit of all of these extra people. I want to do something where we all can benefit, you know, like, and so let's do it just for us. We'll still sell tobacco and I'll make some, and I'll make cigars for, for other premium companies, which is fine. We can, we'll continue that practice, but I want to give it my own name. And so the problem is that there's so many names and I've been through this before with medical products, uh, other things that we've created. Names are hard. You got to trademark, you got to check, you got to, it, you could say King and like, and you could be in trouble for using King because somebody bought King and now you got to pay royalties after you've already made your, you know, your first, if in, in the cigar business, you made your first $10,000 because this ain't <laughs> no million dollar business. Okay. So, so let me put that, let me say that again. It's not a million dollar business. All right. If you're a Fuente and you are at every port and you sell in every city, that's when you make a buck. But if you're just selling to three little states, Oscar, question for you. Question for you. This is the best the the best anecdote I've heard in this business. How do you make a million dollars in the cigar business? How you do it? Tell me. You start with two. Ah, there you go. There you go. That's true. That is so true. <laughs> that is so true. You really got to spend a lot of money. It's hard yeah. to get it up there, guys. But but you know when I needed a name, then everybody, my cousins were like, they're shooting out Spanish name Quisqueya. La bandera, you know, all these names. But I was like, hey, listen, I ain't got the time to to check all this stuff. So how about we do, I turned around and my wife had opened the garage and that's my 65 season. I got a 65, a 71, a 73, and a 94. Because, and this right next to my Hudson, the 55. So I said, I don't like Hudson. I don't like Hudson. So I said, um, GTO. I like GTO. It has a nice ring to it. Uh, I'm going to call it GTO. So then I said, and then my cousin said, that's nice because, it's great. It could be great tobacco from Oscar. Or, or, so I was like, oh, <laughs> there shit. you go. <laughs> I like that. So I was like, you know what? It will be. Let's call it GTO and let's run with it. You know, let, and let, you know, I know it might kill us because some cats might not dig it. But you know what? It is what it is. It, you know, we gave a name to something that's all natural, you know, something really beautiful. It's a product that, you know, hey, I tell guys, you're missing out if you don't like it. You don't got to like everything. You know, like I, I have that steak. From so many people, and it, some people say that's the best steakhouse, or the 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 Charlies or the Harrys or some shit. And I go taste. I say that's not good, you know, it, you know. And he probably used the best cattle he can find. It's different, you know. So all I tell people is 
our stuff is quality tobacco. It really is. Uh, from the you could tell what what is quality tobacco. You know, when you see white ash, that tells you, first of all, that that the chemical composure of that, the mineral content of that soil is amazing. So if I'm gonna spend money on something, when I buy a shirt, when I buy a pair of pants, I want the best, the best parts. I want the ingredients to be the best, the best cotton, because I want to feel good. So I'm not really worried about my taste at the moment. I just want the best parts. And that's what you're getting. You're getting Dominican's best. We're in the valley. Uh, uh, the Valle del Cibao is considered the number one growing region in the world, better than Vuelta Abajo. Okay, so Villa del Cibao, Valle del Cibao is the, you know, it's, it's the shit. It's really good. Um, it, the the tobacco is beautiful. The leaf are green. That's why the, the most most expensive tobaccos actually come from this region. Um, and I'm in that valley. Uh, so we and, and we age everything. So you're, you're getting an aged product. A lot of these companies and some guys have fallen in love with cigars that are not even aged more than two years. I've seen guys. I've, I see the guys smoking it because they fall in love with the name. So, so if it's a name of something that you like to do, if it's like you know for the the, the tattooed people that they love tattoos. I don't have a tattoo. I, I, it's not something that I really like, but. The people that like it, if somebody has a tattooed cigar, they're going to buy that brand because they identify with that, it, regardless how it tastes. It could be in the, in the world of regular shit. It could be spam. But you know what? In Hawaii, everybody loves spam because that's what you grew up on. You know, so if that's what you like, that's fine. But don't you can't you have to consider that there is the, the, the superior product exists, whether you like it or not. I and mean, here's the thing. And then you get it at a better price because I don't have a sales force. I literally walk into every store that I sell to. These are all my friends. I've created friends and family and everybody that smokes my stuff becomes part of my family. That's the way I see it. I will, I help every single person. People ask me medical problems when I'm in the hospital, that, that, you know, they become my patients. Then my patients become my, my family, my customers. I love everybody. So uh, I tell them here, you got this quality product, you know, like this anesthesia is freaking really good. 10 years aged and it's under 10 bucks. How can you get that? That's not, you know, that's just beautiful. So how many, how many shops are you in right now? Is GTO in? I think we're last time I checked, I think there's something like, like almost, we're almost hitting 2000 right now. 2000 shops. Let's see, holy shit. Now where no, are we're not, uh, where, 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 where are most of those located? Uh, in the South and on the, the East, East coast or the, the, no, the majority is Florida from the from from the tip all the way up and in the middle, all the way across the Panhandle into Alabama. I'm in every store in Alabama, every liquor store, you name it. I sell to everyone. I don't. I'm not. I, I don't discredit nobody. I think everybody has the right to sell our products. So, because I want to make this available to all. I don't. I don't just say, oh, you're only for a premium place. No, it, it, you can get Coca-Cola, Pepsi-Cola everywhere. You know, so I put it anywhere. It's you. It's the, the it's the the pay, the store's uh, ability, or that's their responsibility to sell a product. Because if the store is good and they have great customer service, their customers will continue to to support them. But if you're in a remote town and all they have there is a a small liquor store, well, I make sure that that guy, if he has my product, that he has a great cabinet, he keeps his stuff well because I check on it. I come through. And I look, I say, hey, this isn't, I've taken my product away from some people. I've actually walked in. If, the, if they're not keeping it right, 
I tell them you no longer can carry our product because you are not following the rules. And I don't want nobody to smoke my stuff and think that it was my fault when it is your the proprietor's problem, you know? So I, I go in, I'm not a big shot. No, you know, I don't walk around flexing on nobody, you know, but but hey, if you when if we go toe to toe, some people are gonna get offended, you know, because like when uh, I, I do got to the degree, you know, <laughs> they're like, who's this guy? I'm like, I'm not just a regular guy. <laughs> James, I can attest, and to all our listeners that are just being introduced to Oscar, Oscar, as you can tell, really doesn't care what people think, and he will tell it like it is. And, and you know, at times he can be offensive to some people, and, and this business is a little too sensitive in a lot of ways. And mm. you know, Oscar doesn't care. That's why I love the guy. The whole because, world's a little sensitive. Too you sensitive, know, it's, you it's too sensitive, and you know, he's just real. Uh, yeah. and he doesn't care about the political side of anything or being no. politically correct or anything. That is the opposite of what Dr. Rodriguez is. Well, let, let my me ask time, my, go ahead. I'll say that my time is short. If I'm not in a clinic when I'm driving, I have a laptop. I have an iPad. I've got my phone. I got three things going at one time and I have my other phone on my ear. So I, as I drive, I'm multitasking. And sometimes I got, I got, I have another headphone for business. So somebody calls me on the thing. I said, wait a second. I got a patient on telemetry. Give me one second. So I look, I'm looking over here and I'll call that nurse, Hey, bump up, bump up the epinephrine, you know, Hey, oof, heparin. We're about to lose this guy. Where's the staff? You know what I'm saying? So I'm, <laughs> I'm, and, and I'm driving, you know, you know, it's okay, but I could do it. But to me, wasting time and bullshitting, I ain't got time for that. You know, like there's a lot of dudes that ain't got time. None of that stuff, please. Because what? If I'm not if I'm not selling, I'm in the hospital saving a life because I save a life and then I make your life worth something when you smoke. A G, uh, I don't want to say you smoke a GTO, but I would rather everybody just smoke a cigar. I'm not I, 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 I stand for all cigar products for I want everybody to thrive because everybody who's doing it, I believe they're genuine. There's a lot of weirdos in this game. There's a lot of weirdos. There's a lot of, there's a lot of five minute of fame dudes that piss me off when I see them. I'm like, you're just wasting time and space. Uh, you should really reconsider what you're doing, but that's fine. You know, like if they, all I know is dudes that don't grow to back, you know, if you don't grow it, you don't got a good uh, family behind your stuff, wherever you're getting it or your sources, you'll, you'll dry up eventually because the, the, the your stuff will change. It's not going to taste. And these, most people that smoke something, when they find their flavor, they like to stay near it, you know. So, so if you if you make if I make this cigar right here, this is my favorite, the Patatu. It's an eight by sixty, and you love the the twang that this has. But then I ran out of that tobacco because the people I'm using they're subpar, and they have to buy tobacco. Tobaccos are graded A, B, C, and D. On the market, you're gonna buy B and C. You'll never get A unless you're the family owner of the tobacco. So yeah. if you're if you're using B this time because uh, you couldn't afford it, then now it's too high. So now you go get C. C is so close to D. D is pipe shit. We just, we shrivel that up and, and they'll spray with a with a chemical, uh, a, uh, an artificial flavor or something. And then now you got pipe, you know, heavenly priest or something, cherries. Uh, that's how close these people are. But you know what? A fried bologna sandwich sometimes tastes good. You know, so yeah, it's I all subjective. Respect. It's all subjective. There you go. Let me let me ask you because there's a lot that you said there that I, needs to be unpacked, and I don't know how much how much I'm going to be able to unpack. But there's a couple of things that stood out. So the first thing is, uh, I, I want to go back to shops because your boutique, uh, boutique is fuck. 
as uh, Jeremy Castagli would say from Castagli Cigars, like just super small quality over quantity. I do my shit. I like my shit. If you like it, smoke it. And there's something to be said about that. It's because there's not a lot of guys in the industry. Uh, and we've talked about this before. Everybody smokes everybody else's stuff, right? But nobody, very few will be seen doing it. Right, they always take the band off. They don't want anybody to know what they're smoking, and it, it's kind of, it's a little disingenuous. You're just like, I, it's the leaf, like whatever. It's the tobacco. Like you're all for it, but when you walk into a shop, and you you kind of said this, where the shop owner uh, needs to train their staff on your product, right, and then the product they can sell it. There are so many. B&M owners that I know personally that refuse to do that because number one, ah, it's too much time. It's too much hassle. They're not going to remember it. So it's, you know, the, they can have a rep come in and they can fucking teach my guys how to do it. Right. And they'll come in and they'll do the event, but they're busy with the event. They're not teaching, they're not training. They're not, they're not, they're not talking. So if you walk into a shop and you get that kind of pushback from the owner, like, oh, we're just going to put it on the shelf. And if it sells, it sells. Do you pull it out? Or are you like, that's eh, your business. Like, but you're not going to sell my shit doing that. It, I've only had, this is my, maybe happened to me in the last 13 years, uh, maybe two stores. Like they, they, you know, placement is a big deal. If you have a boutique and you put my stuff on the floor, well, you know, mo- everybody over forty-five, nobody bends down. Nobody bends down. So if you if if the boutique or the new cigar is on the floor, good luck. If I walk in and I see it on the floor, I will I will say, hey, would you uh, would you consider a vertical display of all your cigars? I'll even help you. I'll help you fix your stuff because the guys that go straight across. So if you got all the olivas, you got all the padrones, and you got Arturo Fuente, and those guys have earned their place i respect them but if you're already a, a, a like a tight you know you're a titan the titan can go down because the guy that smokes that will he will bend down to pick up the padron he will be, he will reach up to get the hemingway he's gonna re, he's gonna go on top of a of another bookshelf or something to carry to get that the the the, the julius caesar that he wants but if if this cigar is not right where they need it needs to be, and, and the store chose to sell it, then the store's not respecting us. So if yeah. that's the case, and I tell them I buy it back. I just say, give me my shit. with all due respect. I take it back. So some stores will no no we'll we'll put it in bags and get rid of it, whatever you know. And I'm like, no, I buy it back because I have a place to put it. I I actually move product. I got people waiting on product, and I gave it to you because and they're not disrespecting it. So I'll take it from you and I'll put it right right where I can sell it. Bam, bam, bam. And and it goes, I have never had anything. I'm empty. My warehouse is empty. I'm doing like a container like every month and a half now. And yeah. I run out. I run out. So like not worried, you know, not worried at all. And if you and I try to educate when I see the mistake, I'll educate them. But I make I take the time to talk to the staff too. I, I tell the staff, come with me. Let's talk about this stuff. Let me show you how you sell this stuff, you know, what, what to say, what, you know, what to do if you want to, but every store has to, to me, they need to stop trying to bring in everything. Yeah. You can't have everything. You got to follow the suit of, of, of places that have been around. You go to, uh, you go to Belks. Belks carries seven brands. That's it. 
Those seven brands are their brands. They, they're going to talk about them. This is what we got. We chose these of, amongst everything. This is what we got. So when you pick your, 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 your what you're going to sell, get behind it. Because it's your money. You spent it. You know, talk about it. Do an event. Uh, let me come do an event. You know, I challenge many places that told me, no, nah, I don't want to do nothing. You, you know, I'm not sure if it's going to sell. So I tell them, I, I know it's going to sell. So how about this? I'll come in on a Friday and, and I invite people to do that. If you if you got a good product that you really believe is good, put your money where your mouth is. I, I say, give me a night. I'll show up. I'll bring out my stuff. I'll do deals. And you pay me for what I sell. And at the end of the night, these guys owe me three, four thousand dollars. And they're like, what? You sold everything? I said, it's all gone. You know, he goes, that, let's go. Which ones do you want? Oh, I really don't care for it. You know what? I don't get mad at them. I pick up whatever is left. And I thank them. I thank all the pay. I, I thank every single patron that comes. That's one thing. I, lo- I, I make sure I, I, I greet everybody because I want to know. A lot of people, I see them, and I'll see them again at another place or something. You know, give everybody respect. And I walk out, you know. But the, the, the definitely... I tell people, follow the Perdomo way, which is the vertical stuff. And I always tell Nick's stuff is always somewhere on the left, and it's all straight up and down. So I said, just follow the chain. If I have 12 boxes, then go three, 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 or go two, two, two. You've got six shelves. Give everybody that eye-level opportunity. So as I, as I pan and scan the room, everybody is in this range. That's just a, a setting technique. And then if you're... If you're honestly that lazy and you really don't want to do the work, then really, why are you doing it? Uh, you why know, are like, you doing it? Yeah. You um, know, let somebody else do it. What's for you as a boutique cigar manufacturer, what is the single hardest thing to deal with in the industry? And I know I've asked Nick this before, and I, I think I know what Nick's answer is. But for you, uh, Dr. Rodriguez, what is like the one thing in the industry you would change that would help you as a boutique cigar owner? I don't know. There's so many aspects that like annoy me. Uh, people, uh, store owners that buy stuff that they can't afford, or store uh, store owners that uh, will open up a place, paint the whole place, spend money on all the accoutrements, and then they got a humidor that's not reflective of the business that they have. It's very small, or they or they they got great chairs, great bar, great everything, but then they only have like ten boxes in there. Uh, that's poor, especially if you're going to say that you're a smoking venue. Uh, you need to respect the cigar, which is the actual basis of all of it, because there are a gazillion bars. For me to go to your place, and I want to smoke. So, And then you can avoid having people bring in stuff. You know, the, the, So get a good – if you can't get all the brands that you want to get, then work with families that with stuff that you that that, that crosses that's multi-dimensional, like uh, you know some stuff like a good Dominican you can't get Fuente Fuente ain't opening any accounts so you can you could more than likely but I I will sell to you in in, in any quantity uh, pick that up go with it stand behind it get it you know and let's go with it you know and I, I'm gonna come through if you call me Friday Saturday and Sunday those are my day. I'm off during the day. I work the ER from midnight to eight. So whenever I'm in, I'm in any town, I because I also do Tampa. So I've got I work on a, a, another sequence of hospitals near Tampa. So whenever wow. I'm down there, I visit. And in one day, I'm I'm guilty of seeing 
eight, nine places and I'll and hang out here and I'll sell my stuff because I go in there and I stand by my stuff and I ask people, you know, if why aren't you smoking this? Why don't you try it? What are you afraid of? You know, and, and, you know, and I listen to what they're saying. Then once I tell them the characteristics of the product and what it is and where it comes from and how it's made and why it tastes so good, you know, they, they take me up on it and then they're a fan for life. Oh man, you know what? That's a good cigar. It's clean. This, uh, and I always tell them, look, this stuff here, zero aftertaste. That's something that quality Dominican tobacco delivers. Flavor, where I am not a proponent of strength. So if somebody goes for strength, I know who to point them to. You know, I say, you want strength? Go smoke a Nicaraguan. I don't, I, my, I don't, I age my tobacco to calm, and, and Dominican tobacco never pops. It, it just doesn't. The older I get my tobacco, I can get strength notes. So I, and then people confuse body and strength all the freaking time. It just, it, it, they see full body and they're like, oh, I can't smoke that. I said, full body doesn't mean that it's full strength. Uh, strength is the, 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 the power, how much actual nicotine, because the pepper taste that you taste is actually directly proportional to the amount of nicotine that you're getting. Even though the nicotine in this is not the same as the nicotine in a cigarette, because the one in the cigarette is an ion. This one is a salt. Totally different mechanism of absorption. There's no, it does, just doesn't work. The smoke from this actually has an alkaline value. So secondhand smoke will not bother you. Thirdhand smoke will not do anything because your body cannot process alkaline pH. If it goes in the lung, your lung does not use it. It makes you will have to cough it out. So I, I have yet to see somebody actually uh, inhale this stuff, hold it down and his eyeballs not pop out, it, you know, because it doesn't work. It just doesn't work. It's physiological impossible for you so to you have you have access to all of this information, which means the FDA has to have access to all this information. Why are they Oscar, still? Oscar's actually been in front of the FDA on so, numerous occasions. So why are they so adamant against against uh, a premium hand rolled cigars? Why do they have this uh, uh, vendetta almost to try to really just crack down and regulate it at every opportunity? And they they obviously can't get it done. But why are they always coming after the industry? We're just an easy target. Um, we smell like the other thing, even though a cigarette smoker knows when there's a cigar smoker around. And, and vice, vice versa. versa. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know, so, you know, so they, they scream, oh, that shit stinks. And I'm like, this shit can't hurt you, bro. That shit could kill all of us <laughs> while you're blowing on that crap. You know, so do me a favor, hurry up with that thing. And then uh, because I'm going to toss you overboard, which is next, you know, <laughs> keep on blowing that shit at me. But, but they just, it's, it says tobacco and they're ignorant and they're also being paid uh, to go to swing into the agenda that is proposed by the people with the money. Unfortunately, the, it's like I what we said, this industry does not have that much money. I believe, and I'm not going to give you, because I don't have the exact digits, but I can bet you that all you take all of the cigar companies in the world, what we make in a week, all of us together, is not even what a cigarette company makes in the, in the half of a day. They make a billion a day, while we make a billion every two weeks. So it takes us a long time. 
But the ones that got all the money are not advocating for anything because they they've got costs. There's so many people involved. This is a there's so many people in in, in the in the production of of, of cigars that uh, not so much in the in the uh, cigarette. The cigarette is that's a vat. You know, you throw paper, cardboard. They, they you go to Publix, you bought those brown paper bags, bring them, throw them in, throw them in there. Brah! Because you got roach wings, you got dirt, you got, and then you got some of the the veins which we don't use, uh, and that's that's the nicotine, the vein, the veins that they, they, they chop those up, they mince that, and they throw it in there. That's the strength of the uh, of the cigarette. That's the the whole nicotine on that, and, and, and it's just crazy. So those not machines, to mention the chemicals, Oscar. The the chemicals no, no, are yeah, the biggest well, problem. I was only talking about the four percent of what they do because 96 percent is is comes from you know bottles that have the skull on it and you know <laughs> you know they, they these assholes put arsenic and uh and they add ammonia to their tobaccos to facilitate the yeah. passage of nicotine into the bloodstream we work our ass off to get the ammonia out and we don't even know what arsenic is we don't use it we don't apply it we we ferment it out. We cure it out. So our, for the most part, re, but here's the problem. Here's the problem. Reputable companies age long, make it almost ensuring that there's no ammonia. Small companies, these little uh, fly-by-night little factories, they're using young tobacco. So they do have ammonia. And that's the problem. So I believe the FDA will stop fucking with us the day we can regulate ourselves. You know, when we look at each other and we can respectfully say that we're all doing the same process where we're actually watching out for every step. But there's too many little guys that are trying to eat or let's say steal the, the cheese because they want they, they, they believe that that thousand dollars means so much to them. They ain't going to get it again. Right. But these little mince eaters are, are really screwing up the system because they're not following suit. You know, like the, the big guys, we wait. We wait. For us, it's a waiting game. If tobacco wasn't harvested this year, the big families don't care. We have tobaccos stored. I, I, I'm on my 12th year of aging tobacco. So I can go two years of, of no harvest, and, I, and I'm still at the threshold of 10. Okay. You know, but that's, that's us. But there's a lot of little companies out there, Toilet, Robot, uh, Cheeseburger Man, all these stupid names. You know. <laughs> and then the other thing that the FDA loves is when we disrespect this art by putting stupid names on the tobacco. That, I was that just going to ask that. Like, So there's a lot. Like, We've already kind of touched, <laughs> touched on uh, uh, flavored tobacco and infused tobacco and all of that. And, and uh, you know, I think there's an argument. On both sides, the argument for pro is that is that it gets new cigar smokers in the door and then they start smoking premium hand rolled. And But I think there's a way to do that where instead of smoking the infused stuff, you smoke the mild stuff. You smoke the, the medium stuff. You don't go right to right. that Nicaragua fucking peppered spice bomb, right? Yeah. Uh, but uh, when you start talking about, and I don't, I don't want to name names. Normally I name names, but I, I don't want to, cause I feel like uh, Nick gets mad Oscar's at me. Oscar's doing enough. No, Oscar's doing a good enough job. <laughs> <of naming. laughs> uh, you know, but they come out with these, uh, you know, fucking uh, Sesame street names and, and the, uh, the, the ice oh, cream pound, names and all the kinds ice of cream, uh, pound cake, uh, yeah. French fries. 
yeah, my biggest of- problem my biggest problem with the industry as a general statement and i understand it's the american way is they when i was in the electronics business everything was sold through marketing and the more that i'm in this business i shake my head because i don't have a marketing budget i don't want a marketing budget and i just don't feel those two things should go hand in hand if you're selling a quality product the product should speak for itself let the people decide by smoking it and see what blends they like what they don't like let them decide that way not by the advertisement not by the marketing that's out there i, I call them label smokers and yeah look we all like our labels whether it's clothing or what have you but people that want to smoke a label I go, hey, he's a he's a he's a he's a label smoker, and and he won't go. They go by price, they go by the marketing that's behind it, and that's my biggest pet peeve of this industry. Unfortunately, people succumb to it, and it does equate to dollars because if you spend the marketing dollars, you're gonna get more sales. But for me, I'd rather not and grow organically and just continue to make a good product like Oscar does, and. And get it out there and let people smoke it and let them decide by actually smoking the product, not by seeing an advertisement or the marketing that's behind it. Yeah, that's and the marketing that, and the marketing that that's behind it a lot of times, like we just talked about the ice cream stuff and the Sesame Street stuff and that kind of stuff. Uh, you know, the FDA looks at it and goes, "Well, you're you're marketing towards kids, and kids are certainly not buying cigars uh, for the purpose of actually smoking cigars." I, they'll they'll fill it with with weed or whatever, uh, but it, it what's the difference between the FDA regulating that and the industry regulating itself? Because in my mind, it's still censorship on a level, uh, even if it's the industry saying like shunning these guys who are doing it and saying, "Hey, you got to stop doing that." Like we're not going to let you come play with us and play with our in our reindeer games that we do. Like you're you're going to be over here. It's still censorship, uh, and this is an art form. Like, and it, people like all different cu- kinds of art. They like all different kinds of music. They like all different kinds of, uh, you know, different forms of uh, artistic medium. So, is there really a difference in your mind, Doctor Rodriguez, between the 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 government regulating it and censoring it, and then uh, or the uh, uh, industry? self-censoring well i'm a government guy so I've, i i i i work for the united states government so i understand I completely understand regulation and if we were able to demonstrate to them that we could auto regulate we would win but you would be going up against some million dollar tyrants that just won't stop you know because they don't really care. You know, so I, I try to instill in the people, if you have respect for yourself, then it's the same as if you buy the cheeseburger, man, why don't you watch Sesame Street in front of all of us? You know, just tell me what's true. You know, that's what you like. You, you like watching Ernie and Bert. I gave that up when I was seven. You know, like you got to you, you become a man or an adult and then you, you, you either because your actions portray your integrity. So to me, when you walk around acting like a moron uh, and, 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 and just running around with stupidity, then you in every bit are acting like a stu- that That's what I take in. Regardless of color, I, have, I don't see race. I don't care where you come from. 
I don't care dark skin. Like my dad is dark skin. Uh, race has nothing to do with this. Where you come from has nothing to do with this. How you act. Before, in my in my culture, they would say, show me who you hang out with, and I'll tell you who you are. Remember that, that old saying? So show me what you play with and what you got, and I'm going to tell you who you are because you're showing it. You're showing your 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 insensitivity, your 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 immaturity when you do that. To me, there's nothing there. That's that that's there's no here, no there. So by making us look bad, you just take us. We take one step forward. The, the, those of us that care, the, like Dr. Caffey is another guy, Dr. Garrow. There's three doctors that actually we risked our necks uh, to defend premium tobacco. None of those guys gave us a dime. They don't care. You know, like they're, they're like, yeah, we'll send in the, the, the smart guys. They didn't pay me to use my intellect. Uh, but I went ahead because for the good of all. But then I get slapped in the face because I know these FDA guys. We actually talk to each other. We're on the same computer. And they're like, dude, you look like a moron because you're, you're coming down with sophistication. And these dudes are playing games. They got a robot uh, on a thing. They've got a guy looking like a cheesehead. You know? so, you're, you, so it's a mockery. Your shit's a mockery. It's not even real. So then I said, you know what? Whack them. You know, th that's when I, I flex and I said, you know what? Maybe we do need to go back to what they first said and cut out all these idiots that were that came out after 2007. Because the moment they put that rule in, all these guys are gone. 80 percent of these people are gone. If you weren't making cigars before 2007, you will not thrive. That's the new, that's what they want to go back to. They want to go back to the deeming rule. And if that happens, I'm OK. I got my stuff in Ledger. I'm actually a grandfathered product. Every blend I have is from Yester. I have it down, written in Ledger. When I went to the FDA and I showed them my books, they were like, oh, my God, this is from the 40s? That's a blend from the 40s. So, oh, you know, I'm, if you go to over there, there's a book, and our name is there. But all these new dudes, they, have, they don't care because they figure, yeah, when it goes, that's fine. I made a couple of bucks, and I'm good. I think that's how they think. I have kids. I've got nephews. I've got cousins. I've got little kids that are the next generation that is studying this. So I need to continue to field uh, their dream and their world to prepare them for the next, the fifth generation, you know, but it looks like it's going to be very, very hard because those of us that are eloquent, that want to maintain this as a, as a, a serious lifestyle, uh, I, I think this shit should go back to $30 a cigar, minimum. If you really want to play in this game, you, you're going to pay. Let's pay for that, you know, because when it was when it was expensive before, we lost a lot of people. The people that were smoking were smoking to this, this dollar and $2 cigar, which is garbage. Um, maybe we need, to, we, we need to do a cleansing and get rid of all these people that are just taking up space, you know, and, and, then, and then let's see what happens. I, I really don't know, you know, that what's the what's the right thing to do but for for heaven's sake if i if i'm there and i enter the room just with my background and uh, you know where i come from what i have to give if people will open their ear they'll learn a lot you know like th this is not so much like this man thing that we have like you know you show up and i've got a porsche but this guy comes in with a, a honda civic that he put like 10 all the, the, he put the big tires on it. <laughs> yeah. and he put he put the big loud muffler on it, and then yeah. he can catch up. He can get near me, but I really haven't stepped on the gas. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, and I said, dude, I can actually go around your car five times before you even figure it out. But you, you know, so 
I just try to tell these guys, there's there's room for everybody, but man, be respectful. Be respectful so that this thing can go further and you can continue to enjoy this it's, beautiful product. It is a beautiful product. And I, I 100% agree with you that there needs to be some respect for the product. And it's a product that has been around for, for centuries. Uh, and hopefully it'll be around for centuries to come. And in order for that to happen, the new guys that come in have to be respectful. But doesn't there also have to be room for progress? And can you yeah, have, because, because it, it, this is like, I'm not trying to be argumentative or combative, but a, as an older guy, right? I'm the guy who's outside on my lawn, shaking my fist at the clouds, get off my lawn. Like I, I like the way things were. I don't like the way things are going. And, and it, always generations are always fighting against one another. Is that kind of the same thing in the, in the cigar industry with some of the new guys that are coming in? They want to shake things up. They want to do something different. Um, you know, and I think when you look at guys like Pete Johnson, he came into the industry and he did something different. And now he's one of those guys who's fighting against, you know, the new guys coming in, trying to shake things up. Is it just he, a general he, ge- generation he, thing well, or not? It is a generational thing, but he came in, but he was being, he, he was being like watched his, his, his uh, watchdog was his parent company because he didn't do anything. The other guy was the one that actually, whatever he had in his mind, that guy was the one that put it to work. I believe that was uh, Pepin, yes. right? Yes. So Pepin was the master. And then he said, let me hear what you want. Well, I could do that. And then let you mark it this way. But but you know what? He was respectful. He he, he did do a, like a, a little twist, but he knows to be respectful. you never see. I saw him. He didn't even know that we were both at the Formula One last year. And that dude did not. Uh, he didn't. He wasn't drinking. He wasn't loud. He no. he was consuming alcohol, but he was being respectful. He wore sneakers. I think I believe he was wearing Converse, or you know, like and jeans, which is fine. He was relaxing, which I'm cool with that. But but not not in any way disrespectful. But oh, a lot of these guys, they're belligerent. They they talk a lot. They want to cut corners. They don't want to respect the rules. They they don't respect the elders, and that's just bad play, man. It. it, it if you don't respect the hierarchy, then what happens when you become the top? You want to get chopped like, like you know, the way you were doing them. You know, it, you, you're gonna, you're gonna end up. Uh, yeah, one hundred percent. I one hundred percent agree with everything you're saying because I, I know that when, when Pete and uh, John Huber came in, and even, even Matt Booth, like they were the tattoo guys, and like tattoos. Like you, this is not what we're used to, right? And that was like a big thing. But they were very respectful of the product. They were very respectful of the leaf, and they made a business uh, that has lasted for for decades now. And they they are now the old guard, right? And you're gonna have like the padrones and the and the fuentes that eventually, you know, Carlito's not gonna be around forever, you know. And so you have all these young kids kind of raging against it, like you said, and they're calling these old guys out and they're calling the old guard out. And while it's fun, quote unquote, for the new generation of cigar smokers to come in, it's exciting and it's drama. And we love drama because we would, you know, they were brought up on reality TV. It's not respectful. And at the end of the day, it's really all the old guard wants is you can come in, you can shake things up. I don't think anybody really cares, but you need to respect the process. That That is the, the key word is respect. I mean, you talk about progress and progression, but remember, a cigar is the same as it's been. 
and it's produced the same as way as that it's been produced since day one. There is some technology that's involved and maybe can do things better. And I'm all for that. Just basically trying to enhance the old way, the trusted way, the, the, the way that cigars are made. So as long as you have the respect of where the product comes from, you have respect for the ground, the soil, the leaf, then everything else will fall into place. You can do what you want. You can add your touch to it. You can add your your mark to it in a respectful way. I think the key is respect. That's it. That's it. Well, you know, and we, we have that saying back home that it's not the same to call for the devil than to watch the devil come. So, you know, whenever you say Carlito, lower your head <laughs> because Carlito is listening. Carlito, respect. Respect, Carlito, respect. Absolutely. I love that guy. Hey, that dude is a... Yeah, yeah like that, that dude gets it. Yeah, he does. He does. He absolutely does. Matter of fact, I'm going to pour one for Carlito. There you go. Yeah. I love it. I love it. So let's end on this because we're, we're running out of time here. I want folks to know about GTO. Like, tell them about your your core blends tell them anything you want them to know like in about you, two minutes yeah give us an <laughs> elevator give, give us an elevator speech on gto uh so real quick like so i like to, i like to be a little bit of everything so I, I like to be able to give you from from beginners to to to, to most avid so I, I created so the ones that i created have the medical term of course because i'm a doctor i like prescribing stuff so hypnotic uh, it comes in six sizes, and it's my sweet tip. It's actually real sugar, real sugar on long filler, never on short. It's 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 cheaper, you know, and it's a better value because it's not a whole lot. You will pay less for this long filler with the sweet tip, completely organic, than buying one of those potpourri things. You can go to Bed Bath and Beyond, buy a whole bag of potpourri, light that on fire, and smell the shit out of that. <laughs> uh, if you're a guy and you're smoking potpourri, stop it because we know what you're doing. <laughs> because we, you, and you don't look right. You look like you look like a toddler in the room, you know. But then, so we got all the. Then the next ones are the painkiller. Painkiller is what took me to to to. It, it, that's what I like thrived on. So the painkiller, I've got a Maduro, I got a Corojo, I got a uh, Connecticut. Uh, it's a beautiful blend. It, it the painkiller has all six different leaves that I grow on the farm. Minimum aging on that is five years. Uh, the the next one is my grandfather's blend, which is the gold. Now, this is a beautiful smoke uh, in Connecticut. It's a mild to medium. It's available in Churchill and in, in Robusto, mild to medium. American Connecticut here. Same family tobaccos for more than 60 years. Uh, my other favorite is the Lacura. So Lacura means the cure. If you smoke this, no vaccines. You don't need nothing. You smoke <laughs> one of these a week, you will stay healthy and beautiful. Your skin will glow. You'll have stamina. Uh, procreate. Uh, procreate. <laughs> yeah, uh, la cura. Is it? So that's and then we got. Now, if you really want strength, you go for mandinga. So this was eight. Hey, we got top top ten cigar with this bad boy. So then we have the mandinga sixty ring gauge. I love this cigar. I actually named this because we do have workers that are original indigenous to the mandinga tribe, the real Africans that were brought to the island. We have real mandinga tribesmen on our farm and i gave this cigar to honor their way of life and their hard work for us so 60 ring gauge i got the patatu which means to stroke out when you smoke this bad boy you can stroke out so it's an eight by 60 
I need to smoke that when you're around, doctor. I need to smoke that when you're around. I bring bring people back. Then we've got the mofo. (laughs) It's a 70 by 6. And, you know, I I play with terms. It's cool. It's respectable. I'm not saying, you know, you got to be a mofo to smoke a 70 box press. Oh, yeah. This is a three-hour cigar. This is my my journey cigar. The people tell me, how far did you travel? One mofo. That's three hours. (laughs) And then uh, the other one that's really cool is my barber pole, the doble capa. This, this is, I'm the first one to box press this torpedo in a box press. I actually have that patented. So don't box press <laughs> your torpedo because I will own your company. I really will. Um, <laughs> the other one is the, um, my, my grandfather's favorite, the Corona. This is at, at the 10 year mark. We, cre- we, I brought back my grandfather's blend from 1942. When he lived in Cuba, and he made these cigars for other factories that were there. So we have it in Corojo, which got 96 rating, top 10 cigar of the year, uh, last year. Beautiful smoke. This is this. Here we use, we employ the use of anduyo. And if you if you ever want me to explain anduyo, that could be a whole show. Anduyo is beautiful. It's, it's, it's indigenous. It's from the Taino tribe. We've been smoking cigars 500 BC. Do you guys? Can you believe that? Before Christ, there are hieroglyphics showing Mayan uh, Indians smoking a conical shape. So imagine that the Mayans before Christ were smoking cigars. And guess what? When Jesus came to life and he hung out with his 12 homeboys, he only ate fish and wine. What do you do when you have fish and wine when you finish? Smoke you a cigar. You light up a cigar. Yeah, yes. right. And his favorite brand was... GTO. <laughs> hey, so then, and then the other one that are really cool. I just released this guy. You guys got to try this thing. They're not available everywhere. It's my 33 Oaks. This is a beautiful cigar. I did it in Connecticut, Corojo, and Maduro. Now, this tobacco is super special because on my farm, I have 50 acres that are at 2,000 feet above sea level. So nobody in the Dominican public has tobacco growing at 2000 so this tobacco is not sold i'm not i don't allow it to be moved it's aged 10 years the flavor here is something else it's not nicaraguan it's not honduran it's dominican high elevation check this bad boy out it is delicious the the way i blended the cigar i enveloped the core which it gives you strength in every pull you feel the strength but you get these beautiful flavors in Connecticut, Corojo y Maduro. This is a beast in Figurado. And my favorite size of all, Double Corona. So it really was, I really made it in Double Corona, but I made the Figurado because I discovered that I needed to age them in barrels while living in Atlanta. Because every Sunday I walk the belt line and I invite people to come down to Atlanta and walk with me on Sundays. I walk the belt line every Sunday morning at eight o'clock with a nice porter, beer, and I smoke a cigar. And that's where I discovered that the oak. I needed oak for this blend. So I, I was, and I couldn't put the oak leaf in here because it would burn too fast. It's just, you can't do that. Uh, so I, I, I talked to a, a distiller and he told me, bro, I said, how do I get oak in this? Because that's what I need. And he said, bro, I, you just need barrels. So I got some barrels and I aged the tobacco in it. Now, I'm not going to lie to people. I don't put this bullshit out there. I actually wrote down, it's two years in a bourbon barrel. Wow. More than two years, it doesn't do anything. Because I've got crap from three. I got four years. It didn't change the flavor. So 10 years aged, then two years in the barrel. That gave it the beautiful oak notes uh, that, that it required. 
And then I think the last one is this beautiful little Pelicoso Figurado, which is beautiful. It's the La Cura. Smoke this thing, man. This is beautiful. Um, but I invite people to try it. Hey, we're not, we're not the best. We're just a great cigar company. You know, I don't think anybody's the best. We, we, we all put our, our hard work in there. Um, give us a shot. Check these things out. Beautiful smoke. My cigars are smoky. I, cre- I love smoke because it's all about the smoke. Um, I like to see a lot of smoke. So I, I make a lot of cigar produ- a smoke production. Flavor, strength, no aftertaste. You do not have to scrape your tongue in the morning. Uh, very important because if you got that, your wife will, when you come home smoking a GTO, she will, she will kiss you and hug you and not make you strip. If you smoke LH, you got to take off all your clothes. Oh, no, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, fun fact, you to I got to yeah. say this one fun fact that people may or may not know that if you cannot see the smoke, you cannot enjoy a cigar. Try it sometime. If you're outside and it's a real windy day, it could be the best cigar in the world. But if you don't see the actual smoke, you cannot have that same feeling and effect of smoking a cigar. You need to have the smoke there. And that's a true fact. <clears throat> yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. Jesus. Yeah, that's I've, I've, I've actually heard that. You're not the first person. I think Randy told me that. So he probably heard it from you. So probably, he made, he did. probably he indirectly, did. <laughs> you're the first person I heard there say you that. Go. So, uh, there you go. Dr. Rodriguez, thank you so much for your time tonight. Uh, I really appreciate it. We learned a lot about the industry. We learned a lot about you. We learned a lot about your family. Uh, and we learned a lot about GTO, in, in, including that, you know, <laughs> smoke the. Like, yeah, smoke that and you'll. Yeah, uh, hey, si no se pare. If it doesn't work, bro, come, come see me, baby. I got you. He's got, got you. you. He's got you. Got you. Uh, uh, Dr. Oscar Rodriguez, GTO Cigars. Thank you so much. Uh, that's going to do it uh, for this week, guys. Go out, find GTO, ask your B&Ms to bring it in. Uh, uh, give us the website. What's the website? Uh, it's gtodominicancigars.com. And if you go to uh, Insta- IG, Instagram, it's just GTO Cigar. And you guess what? If, once you smoke it, then you'll become part of the tribe for those who know. Smoke GTO. There you go. If you know, smoke GTO. I like that. I, I dig it. I think it's great. Dr. Rodriguez, thank you so much. Nick, thanks again uh, for thank hanging you. out with us. Uh, thank you, Oscar, for coming. Yeah. Like, thank Oscar, you, bro. For thank being you. part of the Doc- show. Dr. Rodriguez, hey, you are hey. awesome. We're going to have you back on because there's more I'm stuff awesome, we need to talk about. Nick, Nick is a valuable person. I learned a lot from Nick. So listen to Nick. Listen to this podcast. Get down. Long ashes and smooth draw. That's from our friend Doc. That's right. I love it. I love it. Uh, that's uh, that's that's Nick there, right, right there. Okay, uh, <laughs> Oscar, Doctor uh, Oscar Rodriguez, uh, GTO, and I'm James. Uh, until next time, stay smoky, friend. <laughs> <laughs>